Welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. This is potentially a controversial topic today. Doesn't it seem like we've been saying that more and more lately? It does. And I want to start us off with a joke. Might be a bad mom joke. But my (laughs) husband, John, asked me to rate his listening skills. And I said, you're an eight on a scale of 10. And he looked at me oddly. And he said, what do you want me to go? You're an eight on a skeleton? Oh, Rachel. <laughs> but I'm bummed. She. You're an eight on a skeleton. Um, Did you that's get pretty, that? That's a pretty good one. Um, when it comes to listening, I think a lot of people would agree that it is not a skill that everyone possesses. And uh, I find that I have to focus a lot of times on actively listening and not multitasking in my mind when someone else is speaking. Well, we are going to cover that. And in this episode, we're talking about where we stand on audiobooks. I just finished The Sweetest Book, which we both read for our Swarty Book Club. It was A Week in Winter by Maeve Benchy. And I've read other books by this author, but it was a long, long time ago. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I understand that three of our members recommended it, and I appreciate them because it was good to, uh, to get back in touch with her writing. Well, I just got done reading It's Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake by Claire Christian. Um, here's the summary on the inside of the cover, okay? Uh, of all the women and men Noni Blake has pleased in her life, there's one she's often overlooked, in herself. After the end of a decade-long relationship, Noni decides it's time for that to change. She's gonna finally going to prioritize her wants and her desires and only do things and people that feel good in the moment. So she embarks on this pleasure-seeking quest that takes her halfway around the world. She discovers that maybe she can have everything and everyone she's ever wanted. You know, that sounds borderline erotica, Rachel. So it is a little bit like erotica, but it's more like Fifty Shades of Grey meets... um, Who did you say again? I just totally forgot. Bridget Jones. Holy crap. So it's like if if Bridget Jones was even more of a slut than she already was. Exactly. But so I kind (laughs) of overlooked that and I I actually enjoyed reading it because I like the character and I like where she went. I so I skipped over all the it went way too much into the sex part. I'll just Mm -hmm. tell you that right now. Well, what did you finish it? Have you finished it? I did. What did. did you rate it? Um, probably a three out of five because of all the sex stuff. Okay. All right. I, she could have really left out a lot. Yeah. But anyway. Well, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was a huge hit. And, um, you know, so it maybe it was smart of her to leave it in. Who knows? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. So what um, do you... 
What are you drinking? I am drinking an inexpensive red wine that I discovered while my mom and I were eating dinner at Lone Star Steakhouse. And we liked the wine so much that we asked for the label, and it is Turning Leaf Merlot. And it's just, I, it's a such a nice table wine. It's, that is a good, and I love Lone Star, by the way, the rolls. They're the ones with those <laughs> nice rolls, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a good little steakhouse. Yeah, it's a good place for those carbs. Well, I'm drinking an Irish Maid again. It's my oh, new favorite drink. Same I as last it. time. I know. It's so good. <laughs> well, we'll put we'll add the recipe again in the show notes. Awesome. Now, Rachel, this is a hot topic. Basically, the question is. Is listening to a book being read to you the same as reading a book yourself? There are a lot of arguments and scientific research weighing in on this, and we are going to look at a few of these. A lot of people listen to a book when they can't read otherwise, like they're driving or at the gym. A psychologist at the University of Virginia argues that they're both worthwhile, but is careful to note that it doesn't mean they're equivalent. There are two mediums to experience the same work. It is proven that in early developmental years, listening and reading, like when you're sitting in your dad or mom's lap, it's two different different levels of comprehension. Um, however, that fades as people age. You know, I've always thought that reading is active while listening is passive. So you can't really say that you read the book if you listen to it being read, but you can say that you listened to it. Okay, but scientific research is pretty solid that listening to an audiobook is just as engaging as reading the print version. The only real difference may lie in the, the difficult material. It would be more difficult to say, listen to Milton's Paradise Lost than a John Green book. In those cases, to read difficult material seems to be processed a little better. Well, when I'm reading, I like to jot down words that are new or unfamiliar to me and um, quickly look up their definitions and write that down. Mm. And I also like to write down sentences or passages from the text that really speak to me. And if I'm listening to an audiobook, I am pretty much completely forfeiting that. And, you know, honestly, and this is this is the controversial part. I have never really thought that listening to a book on audio is the same as reading that same book in print. In looking at research, it has been proved over and over that your brain is just as engaged when you read as when you listen. So that's not really something to debate. As, I mean, as a matter Bitch. of fact, yes, girl, let me just tell you, listening may actually be harder. Um, the article that I read said listening is also challenging for humans because it requires them to use real-time comprehension skills, uh, meaning like the individual's got to listen, interpret, and understand almost instantaneously what the person is saying. This complex process expands when the individual is taking notes. So you can still take notes and listen. Okay, so I never really looked at it that way, but it is true. 
Um, I guess I'm always thinking that a person is listening to a book while they're lifting weights or mopping the kitchen floor or folding clothes. But I wonder how many people are that engaged and active when they when they are listening, what if they miss something pivotal to the story? Do they stop and rewind it? Yeah, or do there's they a just... little back, there's a back button. You can back it up a minute. <laughs> but, you know, or do they let it go and depend oh. on context clues to fill in the blanks? Hmm. Um, and, and that goes too for a word that they don't know. Is listening really increasing their vocabulary if they just skim over it when listening and glean the meaning from the context clues? And that's where the controversy comes in. If you typically listen to books and add those to your books read, are you cheating? Let's delve into that when we come back. Being read to is a really intimate thing, a human connection at the time when a lot of people are feeling isolated. And that's a quote by Duncan Honeyman. This quote illustrates that the narrator of a book is a is huge and whether or not a listener's experience is good or bad. I've had several people tell me that I need to listen to an audiobook because they love the way the narrated the narrator presented it. Somebody told me that about Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Um, it's narrated by Tom Hanks. Was that you? Yes, yes, yes. That was me. <laughs> I, I would like the audio, I think, to be done by the author. That way, he or she is reading the book as they intended for it to be read with the pauses and inflections and tone. I think that would be the most real audiobook experience. Well, let me just say, I have listened to books by the author, and it might depend on the author. <laughs> um, the narration of the book is a definite positive or negative. Claire Thorpe said, listening to the dulcet tones of a familiar voice is this appealing way to work our way through those books that we always meant to get around to, but haven't. And I can imagine that Tom Hanks proves to be very dulcet. Dulcet. I D-U-L-C-E-T. Okay, see, here is a, a word, dulcet, which means very pleasing to the ear. And the American folk instrument popular in the Deep South, the dulcimer, has its naming origin in this word. Uh, thank you, Carmen, for giving our listeners a full experience. But another <laughs> qualifier is how well you listen. I'm, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I wasn't listening. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, but some people are better listeners than others. And like other things, that's a skill that has to be exercised. Yeah, you know, my mother was a transcriptionist for decades, and I can definitely see what you mean. She had to have a true focus on the material to be able to translate a conversation to long text. I bet so. So, you know, I guess what I, unlike what I said before, she was definitely actively listening as opposed to passively, but I kind of think that's the exception. I doubt anyone who is listening to a novel stops everything to focus solely on the words they're hearing. Right, but that's one of the main benefits to audiobooks. We can listen while we multitask. That gives the opportunity to pretty much double the amount of books crossed off of those ever-growing to-be-our list that we have. And I know that you're a little pedantic. Yes, I said that correctly. So maybe <laughs> you would be more comfortable with a read 
and a listen to list, a list that separates the two? That's probably what I would do for myself, but I also honor and respect what others do for their own list. So if they list them together, that's none of my business. I just personally would not. Okay, Carmen, do you audiobook? The last audiobook I tried to listen to was An Abundance of Catherines by John Green, and I had to rewind so many times that I abandoned it. Oh. Um, how I know, but uh, in the late 90s, I used to listen to books on CD while driving on the interstate between Pennsylvania and Alabama. And I remember listening to Rising Sun by Michael Crichton and enjoying it very much. Now, what, what about you? So we start, okay, my audiobook goes back a long time. We, one time, John and I surprised the kids to a trip to Disney World one spring break. And for the road trip, John made a CD of the book, The Great Brain by Dennis, uh, John Dennis Fitzgerald. I don't know. He took a, he probably burned a copy of it, which is probably not legal. So <laughs> uh, I'll do a plausible deniability if you're, I don't know if he actually did that. But um, so we listened to the story as we drove to Orlando because we were in the van. And it was so great. The kids loved it so much. They they even hated to get out of the store out of the car to go eat or go to the restroom when it was. So, a are good you party. telling me that John recorded it? Not John. He like he, no. It's like one of those books you get from you know a book on audio or on a CD, and he just burned mm -hmm. a copy of it, which I don't think you're supposed to do. Oh, I don't know. Oh, or okay. he did it. He downloaded it off the computer. I don't know how he got it. Okay, but we had no, a CD and, and we, that we put. But I'm in the sure band. it was perfectly legal. I'm I'm assuming it was. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but then oh. a couple of years ago, I after listening to the Dutch House on audio, which I loved, I found Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and that audio edition it had a list of characters that were all read by different voice actors, and it was mm. set up to sound like you were listening to the tape recording of a reporter who's interviewing the band on how they came to fame and why they broke up. It was amazing. So after those audiobooks, I was hooked. I love that. Love that book. Um, well, Rachel, the facts are hard to dispute. Like you uh, started several of your sentences in the last section. Uh, well, the research proves, the research shows. I'm just saying. It is scientifically <laughs> proven to engage the same part of your brain that reading the written word does. Isn't that so, amazing? That's amazing. I, and I have to, I, I also have to uh, give in and understand that your understanding and retention does not suffer if you listen rather than read. And it has opened the consumption of books to a huge audience who either don't have time for or don't like to sit down and read. That's true. Uh, this is one of the main benefits to audiobooks. Those who don't think that they have time to read a book um, or often or find that they have, they do find that they have time to listen to one. Matthew Rubbery said, audiobooks are for people who hate reading and those of us who love reading. Oh, if that's a good one. <laughs> if you're a reading book or literacy advocate, this is a tool that you need in to have in your toolbox. This is just one of the many tools to get to the end, which is knowledge. Yeah, you, you know, you're right. It's it 
I've always been a little bit of a snob when it comes to reading and listening, but Mm -hmm. I have learned through researching this topic that there is a a definite difference in listening and hearing. And that was something that I I never really thought of. Listening is not nearly as passive as I thought it was. And, you know, it's hard for me to uh, admit this, but I really was ignorant to all of the brain mechanics that go on while you're processing the auditory experience of a book. So you've changed your opinion about listening is not really reading? Well, I have. And the Hmm. main thing that made me finally cross that line was the realization that if I listened to a book, I would not go back and reread it. Hmm. Um, To me, that would be a, like I said, reread, even though it's not in the strictest sense of the term. But if I listened to it, I would consider that I had experienced the book. I would cross it off my list and move forward. Um, Listening may never be my favorite or primary means of consuming a book, but it will now be a viable alternative. (gasps) Another hashtag team audiobooks. Yay! (laughs) I love having audiobook when I am walking or in my car. It's just a great way to add books and reading to your to your day and the sound of our cheering fans means it's time for listener comments we've asked you guys to post pics of plants that you have in your home which started a whole conversation between julie and carmen on the items on julie's windowsill That is so great. Thank you for replying, Julie. I loved looking at the at the plants, but she had something on her windowsill that I was curious about that had nothing to do with plants. And so, yeah, I uh, I dove right into that and I said, "Uh, what is that? Um, Anyway, we uh, we wanted to know what you were reading. And Kathy let us know that she was reading The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. Now, I recently read her title the guest list and loved it. So Kathy, I am adding this one to my TBR and thank you for the recommendation. All right, guys. So let us know where you stand on, on audiobooks and what you, what it is that you experience when you're listening to them. And of course, always check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And visit www.bubblybibbly.com. It is the best place to go when you need to escape the demands of life. Well, maybe not the best, but it's pretty darn good. (laughs) And remember this about me. After a year of listening to people talk with their mask on, I finally understand what Charlie Brown's teacher was saying. (laughs) 